All right, so it's been a while, I guess, but we're it's back. It's been a while. <laughs> stained. Yeah, we're stained yeah. with the shame of not uh, posting enough. Yeah. But we're coming back with a movie that we meant to do last year. Like, like for like yeah. Anytime we talk about, let's do an anime. Yeah, it was it was like originally one of our like I want to say like our first five or maybe first ten episodes we wanted to do, and it's a very influential one. It's a uh, Ninja Scroll Ninja directed Scrolls. by uh, Yoshiaki Kawajiri, and it's actually uh, kind of held up there with like Akira and the original Ghost in the Shell, uh, as far as like increasing the popularity of these uh, adult focused. Um, animes outside of Japan so kind of one of those ones that you know uh, actually what I want to say introduce the culture of anime and anime watching to the older crowds in America yeah it's like the movie you rent with your friend like hey let's watch this fun ninja anime we mm -hmm. like Dragon Ball Z and you turn it on and it's like ah! <laughs> yeah exactly and like even like the Wachowskis they later cited that this movie was actually a big influence on on the Matrix and then Kawajiri ended up coming back later and doing two segments of the Animatrix oh that's cool yeah yeah so it's uh it's one of those films that you know like you don't realize but there are a lot of things out there that are actually kind of going back and citing it this was uh, produced by Madhouse as far as the animation goes. Now, if you're at all uh, familiar with Madhouse... What these, have they done? Oh, my God. So, for one thing, they actually did another anime that we've already covered, Wicked City. Wicked City's cool. Yeah, Wicked City was great. Um, you might know, say, Trigun or That's Black Lagoon, one. Death Note, Paprika, One Punch Man, the first season, not the second season. Sadly, the second season hasn't been received very well so really? far yeah That's so uh going back and talking about ninja scroll and um just kind of off the top kind of wanted to introduce this uh this idea that brent had come up with for our, our uh, podcast you might see that there is a kind of second or sister episode or brother episode for uh for this episode actual episode which we're going to do for uh i'm gonna say as long as you guys like them um we're gonna keep doing this it's essentially a follow-along commentary that you play and sync up with the movie yeah i got it from uh there's a there's like a comedy thing called uh wizard people oh yeah yeah it was a guy who like basically like dubbed over um harry potter and the sorcerer's stone <laughs> it's a uh, brad neely actually the guy who did mm -hmm. um Oh, uh, he had a show on Adult Swim called China, Illinois. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. And he did, uh, well, what was it? Super Deluxe Cartoons? Yes. Like, a lot of his characters ended up in China, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he, he made a, he made, he made wizard people. <laughs> a redub? Yeah, it's pretty much like a, it's, it's like an audio book, but it's just totally made up. Where he just kind of like puts words in all the characters' mouths. It, it's it's really funny. It's someone's perfect fanfic slash fic. Yeah, but it's just like okay, you're so like it originally like mm -hmm. you're just supposed. To, it was just an audio file, mm -hmm. and you're supposed to sync it up with Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And he was like, "Okay, dear reader, like <laughs> be sure to press play now." <clears throat> and like yeah, and then it, it would sync up. So that's kind of what I wanted to do, except it's we're not trying to like be funny, um, right? Like right. I said, we're not trying to make our own put words into people's mouths. We're just gonna. It's like we're... sitting there and watching the film with your friends. Yeah, yeah. Sit down on the futon. Enjoy your time with us. Um, 
we try not to talk during the entirety of the film, but you know, like we, you know, of course there's, there's, there's quips, we, there's quips for, you know, one-liners, uh, things like that, but also kind of like, um, interpretation of scenes, stuff like that, like your general commentary. And, you know, like we had watched a film last year, like, uh, like I had said when we were originally going to cover it, but then some other episodes actually ended up taking precedence. So it was, it was nice to actually come back and kind of wipe this off the slate, if you will, yeah. you know? Uh, come back to something that we had been meaning to cover. Yeah. And uh, I, I think I had said this at one point, but this was actually one of the first animes my brother had me watch. And um, there are some pretty, like, lewd and uh, pretty... TWs. Yeah, yeah. A lot of trigger warnings brought. Uh, you'll probably see it in the uh, episode description, but in case uh, you, you don't... Um, and hopefully before you go and actually sync up the commentary, um, there are a couple rape scenes that are that are pretty not like super gratuitous, uh, yeah, but, but but like it's it's some pretty still kind of it's pretty in there. It's kind of hard to watch. Yeah. Now the uh, the rapists, if you will, definitely get their uh, their dues. Yeah. But um, uh, all thanks to our main. It's character. like, do you want a spoiler alert or do you want a trigger warning? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's the that's the true millennial um, uh, struggle. Right. Yeah. Uh, trigger warning <laughs> on a twenty six year old yeah. fucking anime film, and um, again, very very influential. And uh, some of the scenes are so you, fucking great. I was gonna say, why Ninja Scroll? Why are we talking about it? Why Ninja Scroll? So to Besides me, why not? Yeah. Yeah. To me, Ninja Scroll, uh, again, kind of up there with Ghost in the Shell and Akira, is definitely um, one of the founding stones of anime for me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this is how gory, how uh, just grotesque you can kind of get with some things. And, um, you know, pushing the envelope and everything like that and still being able to enjoy it, find it entertaining. And, yes, there are some problematic things in there, which if you actually uh, watch the movie and sync it up with their commentary, I kind of go into that a couple times in, in a couple different scenes. But um, it's a product of the times. kind of reminds me of, like, those Looney Tunes uh, <laughs> that would show up with, like, that disclaimer before, like, this is a product of the times and it does not reflect how we actually <laughs> see society today. But it's important to remember this is where things have come from. There's a really funny Simpsons episode where mm-hmm. it was, like, uh, about, like, kind of Disney but not Disney. Yeah. It's like they made like cartoons for the Third Reich. Oh, oh wait, no, yeah, I have heard about that. That was great. Yeah, uh, like Third Reich's all Reich with us. There was actually a uh, a little internet rumor like that Nazi spurred. Supermen are superior to us. <laughs> there was a uh, internet rumor that bounced around after that episode, saying that uh, Disney actually had a vault of Disney cartoons. In case the Nazi occupation actually won in World War Two. Oh, you know they were pulling for it. Oh yeah, yeah. Walt was fucked up. <laughs> but um, as far as Ninja, Ninja Scroll. Scroll goes, <laughs> as far as Ninja Scroll goes, it's more like how do I want to put it? It's it's early '90s as hell. It's you like know? I'm a tough anime chick, mm-hmm. but also I serve as a plot device for the male. Yes. The male lead. And... I am here to fail, get myself put into positions in which the main character has to save me. I am objectified almost at every turn. Uh, though I am capable, I am. I have proven that like I will fall for any trick. And she <laughs> even says for herself, like I am just weak, 
If only I was stronger. If only I was smarter. If only I was as cool as Jubei. Yeah, yeah. And Jubei is a really interesting character He's because cool. he doesn't really... It's it's nice to see a character who doesn't just, like, go for that for that option that's put in front of him. Because there, there are uh, a couple points in which, you know, like... Oh, he could totally fall for this. He could he could literally just go in and start banging, you know? But like instead, he's very cool, he's very reserved. But it's also kind of where we see uh, a strong character character archetype, sorry, uh, that shows up in other animes where you had this kind of very cool, calm, wandering samurai type that also is a is a throwback to Sanjiro Kawabataki, the character by uh, Akira Kurosawa, the wandering samurai known as, uh, I believe he goes by Sanjiro. Yes, Sanjiro Kawabataki, first film's Yojimbo. It's 50s, and that's where we get all of our ideas for samurais and stuff. So he's kind of that in an anime uh, environment and everything like that. So he doesn't he doesn't take the opportunities he's not here to have sex he's not here to show everyone how cool he is in fact he's not going to fight you unless you really try to fight him first or you're doing wrong he is a lawbringer of sorts so he likes justice he yeah he is uh he's a figure of justice and pretty much every character here is problematic for a different reason you know like you you watch it all gonna be pretty yeah, I say I guess I'm not gonna complain too hard when the villain yes uh, isn't using cor- uh, proper pronouns. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's not, that doesn't happen in this movie. But like, no, I don't know. Yeah, that's a whole different discussion right there. Exactly, like kind of what I was saying before is like this is a product of the early '90s. You're not going to see a lot of PC stuff here. I think that it's important to be able to analyze that, see it for what it is, but also remember that we're looking at a at an anime film from '93, and. Uh, you know, just know that that's what you're getting yourself into. And when they were making anime for this older crowd, you know, outside of shonen, outside of um, manga adaptations, where it's usually, that's usually where you would see your uh, adult-centered crowd as far as quote-unquote anime goes, is just the manga scene. Because we're not going to put money into that, because who's going to be able to watch it? Who's going to watch it? How are we going to get a hold of this? So... Um, again, a big part of American culture accepting anime and moving into allowing more anime to come over dubbed, subbed, everything like that, kind of bringing us to where we are today. Yeah, so I think it's, it's very important to go back and check out Ninja Scroll and enjoy it because it's got some really great action scenes, likable characters. Uh, the fight scenes are great. Yeah, it was really the great animation is fucking nuts. It's beautiful. If you're completely fed up with seeing some computer-generated animations, which is... If uh, you just watch the Berserk 2016-17 series. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, and you need to cleanse your palate. Yeah, or really anything that Netflix is putting out anymore. They, they go the cheap route. Um, where they will computer generate a lot of, or almost the entire fucking thing, hey, aside from me. the I need, entry. To, I need to check out the Castlevania season two. Oh, it's fantastic. Except um, they the writing gets a little bit weird here yeah, and there. Man. Yeah. Castlevania's weird. Yeah, well, like, the way that hey, characters one, interact. Uh, uh, Dracula's castle is in the lunar eclipse. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then and you go into the moon now. Yeah. 
<laughs> and you fight your brother who's actually a gimp and just wearing belts all over him. Yeah. Yeah. And your name is Mondo. Um, so <laughs> really, um, it's, it's, it's totally like an action film where, uh, his his enemies are cut down like relatively fast but you don't feel like it's cheap or anything like that but it seems like his his average screen time per villain is like mm, somewhere between two and five minutes which is fine which is fine and a lot of it's kind of goofy like oh nope we can't we can't actually um involve ourselves in this fight that's already one-on-one because that would be dishonorable <laughs> i guess but it's ninjas yeah. And, like, I guess, um, Kawajiri... Like, oh, you failed me again, even though I'm, like, literally, like, 20 feet away. Yeah, exactly. And, like, Kawajiri literally made this, uh, this film because he was so, what do I want to say, like, enthralled with Tales of Ninjas. It's actually a tribute to the works of the Japanese author, uh, Futaro Yamada, uh, who throughout, like, all of the 60s and stuff wrote many historical novels about ninjas. And so he was like, oh, ninjas are really cool, and was always um, kind of um, enraptured by the idea of them, like, constantly trying to deceive each other and the art of deception and everything like that. So it's, it's but at the same time, Jubei is essentially, like, a ronin of sorts. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not a ninja. He's got a katana. He kind of fights, he fights like a samurai. Fights dirty, too. Yeah, he fights dirty, too. He's very he's tricky. Tricks. Yeah, he's reminiscent of... Um, Honestly, kind of like, um, oh, I can't quite remember his name. Not Mugen, the other guy from Samurai Champloo, who's uh-huh. like wild styled and uh, voiced by um, uh, Steve Bloom. Of Spike Spiegel. Is. Yeah, of course he is. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's a conglomeration of pretty much everything that Kawajiri found neat about, uh, about samurais and ninjas, the art of deception of ninjas, and the tales that he read by Yamada. So, in a way, it's kind of like this guy's penultimate idea of what ninja warfare would look like and be like. But, you know, obviously with, like, superpowers. Oh, yeah. People who control electrical currents and and hornets and shadows. Uh, Ladies who are actual powder kegs. Yeah, or ladies who are just covered in tattoos of snakes that are actual snakes. And they also have cooter snakes, just in case. Which, by the way, some of those, some of those like really lewd scenes where, like, you know, uh, I'm just gonna leave that little cooter snake to be to be one of your little uh, cherries on top of this pie. It. Yeah, you can you can bring home your very own cooter snake when you watch Ninja Scroll. But the BBFC, that's the British Board of Film Classification. Actually, cut out nearly a minute of the film due to like the high violence and rape. Um, this actually ended up getting re-released by Manga Entertainment, who is one of the oldest like production companies, especially for standalone movies, and was usually like the uh, the stamp that I would see on pretty much every film that uh, my brother would bring home for us to check out. And uh, I, sh- I should note, I should note too, when I, was, when I was very young and he would show this to me, he would always like put his hands over my eyes. 
and be like, you can't, you can't watch this. Scene. That's a responsible brother. Yeah, yeah. No, he he knew damn well what we were getting into. He was like, you need to see this because this is really fucking cool. So I was able to see the fights and stuff like that. But anytime that there was like so much as an anime titty, and he knew that <laughs> what, what was coming because he didn't just be like, all right, dude, I just got this and I've never, I've never seen this. I don't know what we're getting into. You're he, gonna sit here and watch this, ten year old you. He didn't want to give you a lifelong crippling addiction to hentai. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, Heath. Uh, I love you for that. <laughs> I really appreciate that. <laughs> and uh, so it wasn't It wasn't until, you know, like uh, several years later that, you know, like I actually sat down and watched it because mm. I was like, dude, I never actually got to see the full film. And then I realized... I can withstand the anime titties. Yeah. I realized then that like, oh, I he literally let me watch pretty much everything except for like the anime titties and like the rape scene. Yeah. So, you know, he was, he was yeah, like you said, a responsible adult. <laughs> it's it's not it's not to be watched by uh by your kids. But yes, Manga Entertainment re-released the It's film. fun for the whole family. Yeah, on Blu-ray, uncut. But like, you know, set there for people over 18 like so you still it was still rated R for, you know, whatever the fuck uh BBFC rates their shit cuz I don't think that they use like the GPG PG13 system. The Peggy. Yeah, the Peggy 18. <laughs> Peggy uh actually some uh some other fun um trivias about this movie too so kagero who is the uh i want to say that she was fuma clan is that right it was either kage i want to say it was fuma she was a fuma clan kunoichi uh the headdress that she wears that purple headdress costume that she originally shows up in it's the same one that maiko kaji wore in the lame in the film uh lady snowblood which is one of the films that we really want to cover that's a good really fantastic and and totally not what quentin tarantino stole from to make kill bill (laughs) not at all absolutely (laughs) it's 100 percent so um Another fun thing, this actually aired on Cartoon Network uh, with a TV-14 rating nice. at one point when they were and probably... Like, oops. Yeah. Nani. So this is kind of, uh, again, like when, when we're looking at the time, mm-hmm. you know, and this is around the time that Toonami's like, or Cartoon Network has, you know, they're edging towards Toonami and they're like, huh, you know, well, let's let's show some anime. Let's show what's popular. And people are like, well, we're all talking about Ninja Scroll, uh, Akira, um, Ghost in the Shell, you know, different things like that. And they're like, hey, let's let's show Ninja Scroll. Yeah, and that'd be a fucking good idea. Yeah, that's a good how idea. How old how old should you be to see an anime titty? Uh, about fourteen. How about anime rape? Uh, fourteen. Fifteen. <laughs> fifteen. Fourteen and a half. Then you're mature enough. Yes, of course. So, uh. Just other things though, like um, you might remember a stupid fucking film, uh, Ninja Assassin, about ten years ago. It was a ninja that was assassinating ninjas. You know, he was a really good ninja. That was uh, this was like the big, the big thing that drew that idea to the director for that film as well. So it's got roots everywhere. It's you're not talking about there was Shogun Assassin in the seventies, or is that? That's completely different. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Shogun Assassin's good shit too. So yeah, it, which is like probably the other movie Quentin Tarantino ripped off. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It feels that way. Um, I'm pretty sure, actually, you know what? Is I think that Shogun Assassin had a Easter egg in Kill Bill Part Two, 
because uh, they're Beatrix watching kiddos, when yeah, they, kid. like the final confrontation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're watching uh, Shogun Assassin. It's a that's a fun little tidbit. Um, not not to egg super hard on Kill Bill. I enjoyed oh, part one movie. and part two. Yeah, great, great. And you can definitely see where Uma Thurman had that nice uh, what 30, 35 second scene where Quentin Tarantino just slobbered over his fucking lips, looking at her toes. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, wiggle your big send, toe. Send feet pics. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I didn't put you on the phone to talk to you. Yeah. Put your damn feet on the phone. Put your goddamn feet on the phone. So, like, the villains in this, too, like, you're going to see archetypes that will, again, continue to surface after 93. Uh, whether they were already surfacing in, in manga at the time, I can't necessarily say yes or no, because I've never read every single manga that came out in Japan. But, uh, you know, like, poor, you've got your... Poor um, research. Yes. <laughs> you've got your overly androgynous... Um, kind of uh, fluid male character who's in love with the with the main villain, and every other uh, attractive female villain pokes at his sexuality by saying like, "Hey, I'm gonna fuck him. You want me <laughs> to tell him that you care about him when I'm fucking him?" And you know he gets he gets his revenge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bitches always be tripping. And then yeah, and then he he gets his yeah he even he trips yeah. There's a uh, like I said, like it seems like every villain more or less just kind of gets um, dealt with rel- relatively their, quickly. Uh, their fatal flaws is they all kind of hated each other. Yeah, they all kind of hated each other. They all had ego complexes and everything like that. They all thought that they were the greatest. And um, it's kind of like um, there's an old adage about how there's really only, I think, like five tales that can ever really be told. You know, you always have your protagonist and your antagonist. The antagonist has plan A, B, or C. Protag is has uh, motivations dependent on A, B, and C, so on and so forth. This is really just the Odyssey, if you think about it. You know, like Jubei, who comes from... I mean, like, obviously, he doesn't... We don't know where the fuck he comes from. His class is literally Wanderer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, he just gets kind of sucked in because of an old nutsack man poisons him because he's like, I don't want to go with your fucking plan. He's like, well, hee 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 And then, you know, tricks him into doing the thing, which ultimately tricks him into needing to fuck. <laughs> and he's so fucking... I hate it when I get tricked into that. <laughs> he's so... He is so fucking like adamant that Jubei fucks and it's just like I really need to know did you fuck well you're still alive so you must have fucked (laughs) what a weird fucking character um again like I've, I've now seen the sub and dub I had realized before that I'd only ever watched the dub because you know like that's that's what I grew up with so we watched the sub today and uh it was uh it was interesting it was fun it was, yeah. uh, th- there wasn't a lot of differences. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of differences, and it's, uh, it's a film that, you know, you're not necessarily... It's not like a lot of weird films that we cover where we're like, you know, Once is probably good. It's not Combat Shock. <laughs> you know, it's it's something that you're going to be like, oh, wow, you know, like, that was actually pretty good. I think I'll tell my friends, make sure you always tell your friends what they're in store for when it's, uh, <laughs> when there's some, when there's some pretty fucking intense shit like, you know, uh, someone getting raped. Except, yeah, we didn't really warn anybody about Greasy Strangler when we made, made our friends watch it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then again, there wasn't, like, rape so much as there was a guy <laughs> talking about... Dicks. Yeah, and yeah. Blasting uh, Korean twins with hot milky cum. <laughs> and usually shooting six ropes of hot milky cum <laughs> and then some clear stuff at the end. Being the Spider-Man of fuck town. <laughs> 
Tarzan of the cum jungle. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was that was a really good time. Uh, we we've been up to quite a bit since uh, since our last um, episode. Like, uh, went out to visit Aaron's family over in West Virginia. Uh, Brent's been working like a fucking dog. We've both changed our schedules. There's a lot of reasons why, you know, we haven't had gaps in episodes and, you know, we have, we apologize, but overall, I think that, um, it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. And we can't necessarily change that, but, um, we will try to keep you more up to date with things. Uh, if you follow the, uh, the social networks. We have those. We have those. You know, you got your Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So we'll just we'll just try and be a little bit more um, on there about you know when when an episode will be coming out. I'm actually uh, probably due for some oral surgery, so I don't know. That might knock me out of the park for a while. I put a damper on things. Yeah, exactly. I can't really talk when I've got a mouthful of fucking cotton and uh, less teeth. So if we for some reason decide that's a really good idea, while I'm fucked up on hydrocodone. Um, I'll make sure you watch a really weird movie. Yeah, and then I'll just sit there like, and it'll be really enjoyable. Tenfold. Yeah, it'll be really enjoyable. So I'm I'm really really happy that uh, you guys are still coming back, listening to old episodes, waiting patiently for the new ones, not berating us. Um, gotten in contact with, uh, with a game gaming company that, uh, I'll be doing some more intensive research on in the future. So really excited about that episode. Um, talking to a comic book creator about a potential, um, interview with his blog, as well as doing, a, an interview style episode on, uh, on a topic that we all really love and grew up with. So lots of, lots of interesting stuff coming down the pipeline, um, yeah, that's that's really it as far as updates go. We're not we're not super exciting. We're not Jubei. Yeah, I'm not nearly as cool as he is. Or Gamma. <laughs> you know, we're we're pretty neat though. Ninja Scrolls also pretty neat. So I hope that you're able to somehow track down a copy of that film. It's uh it's kind of hard. You'll probably end up having to order it unless you use nefarious means, <laughs> which I don't think that we can legally say that we endorse. But uh, try and find a copy of the movie I some way, somehow. Or condemn. Yes, and uh, you know maybe sync up that commentary episode. Let us know what you think about that. Uh, drop us a little like or a little five star rating on iPod, iTunes, whatever the fuck <laughs> that you kids do these days. And uh, just you know. Keep uh keep hanging out with us and we'll keep dropping um more content. It's it's been a really fun ride. Uh sorry that we can't come every single week, but life happens and um we're we're still very much so invested in this. We're, we're still having dead. a lot of fun fun times. Yeah, not dead yet. Not dead yet. So I mean that's that's all I've got, Brent. Yeah, um, Add me on Steam if you want to play DCS or Isle 2. Yeah, and uh, on that note, yeah, I guess um, actually in the uh, in the episode description, if you want to just uh, throw on my PlayStation tag, that'd be cool too. I've been getting really interested and uh, involved in um, Space Lords by Mercury Steam, and uh, that that's a very very fun third person shooter, kind of RPG esque and uh, mission based. Um, not a battle royale, not a first person shooter, not a fucking 
generic ass game. It's very fresh, very fun new take on um, uh, a video game genre that we really needed, I think. And uh, you damn well better bet that I'll be talking about that in the future. So, um, yeah, add us, play games with us in the meantime. <laughs> that way uh, we can continue to bother you when we're not putting out new episodes. Yeah. 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 I like that idea. <laughs> Could always use more friends. I need, I need, I need a, I need a wingman. I need a goose. Highway to the cooter snake. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you so That's much. That's what Kenny Loggins said. Yes. <laughs>